Amen. Well, let's look at Psalms 119, verse 132. Psalm 119, 129. Actually, we're going to start with. Psalm 119 is a long psalm. How many of you guys have read Psalm 119? I saw, I said this before, but long time ago, I saw a cartoon, and it was a family sitting at uh, the kitchen table eating dessert, and their, their practice was to read a psalm right before dessert, and then they would eat dessert, and they had ice cream that night, and so the ice cream was all melted, and it said, you know, the family psalm time, one, Psalm 119 was on the menu for that night, so I mean, if you read it, it's pages, so all their ice cream was melted, and all the kids are kind of like this, and but it's a good psalm. There's a lot of good stuff in there. It's just, you know, if you read a psalm a day and you're in that habit, when you hit Psalm 119, you're like, I might have to break this up, unless you want to spend the whole time doing that. But uh, 129 says, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The entrance of your word or your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me, as your custom is toward those who love your name. That really stuck out to me. Look upon me and be merciful to me, as your custom is toward those who love your name. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Look upon me, on me, be merciful unto me, and show me favor, as is your way, to those who love your name. In the NIV it says, Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. In the, in the Young's Literal Translation it says, Look unto me and favor me, as customary to those loving thy name. So God's way... His custom is to show favor and mercy, to be merciful to those who love Him, who fear Him, who reverence Him. In other words, those who follow the Lord, He is merciful to. He loves. He favors. It's His custom. It's His way. Psalm, um, or Luke 1.50 It says, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. His mercy is on those who fear him. What does fear in that sense mean? It means you reverence. It means you, you look to him. And for those who look to him and reverence him and honor him, there's mercy. From generation to generation. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Why? Because I'm looking to Him. As I'm looking to Him, mercy and goodness, it's following me. Why? Because that's His way. 
because that's his custom. Because that's what he always does. Everybody say always. 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 He always shows mercy to those who follow him, who love him. They say those who are perfect. No. Those who do everything right. No. Those who follow him. Those who honor him. Those who fear him. Those who love him. His way, his custom is to show mercy. To show favor. Mercy. You know, we'll look at some different parts to this, but it's loving, kind, different, you know, these different words. The one we read originally, it's gracious, considerate, showing favor. When you see favor, loving kindness, mercy, um, Throughout it, it means steadfast love, grace, mercy, faithfulness, goodness, devotion. When you see it in the New Testament, which we'll look at a little bit, but it means the outward manifestation of pity or compassion. It assumes need on the part of him who receives it and resources adequate to meet the need on the part of him who shows it. I like that. The, the, when you're talking about mercy, it's assuming that the person needs the mercy, and it's assuming that the person that's showing the mercy has the means to show it. Mercy is toward us from God when we look to Him and we follow Him, then there's mercy there. Mercy means you don't get what you deserve. And the favor part of it, it, it means that you get what you even, you, you, you didn't earn. You don't get what you should have, and you get what you didn't earn. Why? Because God's so good. And when we look to Him and follow Him, then we know it's just the way He operates, He's going to show you mercy. We want to be there. Psalm 36, verse 5 says, Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. Your mercy, verse 5, your mercy is in the heavens. In Psalm 103, verse 11 It says, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. Notice that same sentiment. His mercy is great toward those who fear Him, toward those who look to Him. The ones that say, Lord, I need you. I honor you. Lord, I love you. I want to be after you. I want your ways. It says His mercy is great. It said here it says, for as the heavens are high as high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. Verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Verse 13 says, for as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. Let's read verse 13, NIV. 
As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. He has compassion on those who fear him. In the EXB version, the Lord has mercy or compassion. See there it says mercy. The Lord has mercy or compassion on those who respect or fear him as a father has mercy or compassion on his children. Doesn't that give a good image? Now we're talking about a good father. There's different experiences in life and different people. We're talking about what we would think of as a good father, somebody that loves his children. As that father looks to his children, he has mercy, he has compassion on him. It says that's the way God is toward those who respect or fear Him. Mercy. You know, as we're coming, we're we're ramping up into this this new year. And whether it's a new year or, you know, just last week, uh, you know, one of the things, you're tempted as a Christian or as a human being, but um, we'll just say as a person, you know, as you walk through life, um, and you have experiences, not all of them are perfect. Now, that's not a bad confession. That's just fact. We, we, it's not saying you expect bad. It's just saying that if you look bad back, you can't say everything was perfect. Anybody want to stand up and say, no, my, my life, it's flawless? I mean, we could probably just look back this morning, you know, all, if we we're honest, it wasn't perfect. It's not, we're not talking about woe is me and oh, I just barely getting by and it's just so hard. No, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about if you go through a day, not everything's perfect. And part of just going on in life is you got to, we got to deal and then keep going on. Because if we just keep Looking at every, you go back and look at any everything that's not perfect. That's just going to trip us up. We're just talking just naturally, right? Well, I mean, as we go forth in life, and the more history you have, you know, um, as you go on, when you know a child, they don't even understand uh, so many things. So they don't even understand stuff isn't the way it should be. It's amazing how resilient kids are. The stuff they'll deal with and they think it's normal. They don't even realize it's not normal they're dealing with. We've got to be careful about making it so that you know, kids think, I, I'm missing out on something because that'll inform the way they operate. But if they don't know, uh, they, they can, they can um, flourish just in something that isn't perfect. You know, because they, they're, if, if they, they know that they just, they, they go forward anyway. But, you know, as you get older and you see different things, you realize, you know, you, you understand more and more. We should. We understand more, uh, maybe th- something you thought, you, you know, I remember Brother Hagin talking about, you know, when he was uh, pastoring a church uh, early on, you know, he pastored churches for 12 years and then uh, moved on into where he was traveling and into a different phase of ministry, but he was talking about how you can think that you're doing just awesome in a certain area, and then you look back and, and uh, you realize you weren't. And he said when he was pastoring a church, uh, certain churches, he, he thought 
He looked back, you know, when he was going through it, he thought he was just doing a bang-up job. And then as he grew and he got further, he realized he looked back and go, oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. I was just, I just wasn't. And he had to repent. Well, if you, you can look at that different ways. I mean, when you're going through it, you can just think, oh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm doing well. But as you grow, you, you know, you, you realize, yeah, well, didn't do that, didn't do that. Well, that can take you, depending on how you look at it, whether it's yesterday, whether it's a month ago, whether it's five years ago, how do you look at that? Because that can, that can inform how you go forward. Yeah. As we're going into this year, I don't know, was it a flawless 2021 for everybody? Maybe yours was flawless. Maybe you made some mistakes. Well, as we're going into 2022, how do we look at it? And this applies whether at the beginning of the year, whether mid-year, any time. But sometimes it's good when we're going, you know, uh, forward here. How do we look at the stuff that didn't go quite perfect? One thing that we can keep in mind as a Christian, as someone that knows God as their Father, is that His custom, His way of operating, is to show mercy toward those who fear Him, who look to Him. We're talking about the God of all creation, the Almighty, the Perfect One, said, I will show mercy to those that look to me and say, Lord, I'm just following you. And His mercy, what is mercy? It's favor. It's compassion. What does that mean? It's, it's His help towards you when you didn't do everything right. When you need it. That's good news. Because if you think, Man, I, I can only expect good if I did everything right. Well, that can be, that's a double-edged sword. Feel good one time, man, I'm, uh, I'm really knocking them down. What you may think you are, and you may realize later you didn't, but even if you are, what happens as soon as it didn't go quite right? Well, if it's tied to how well you do, we're not saying you don't do the best you can. I think everybody in here knows you're going to do the best you know how to do. And you know what? Most people on the planet, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're doing the best they know how to do with what they have. Most people are. Most people don't set out in the day to go, I'm going to see how bad I can mess my life up today. And even if they had that thought, it's because they're being pushed and they don't, they, they're not seeing clearly. It's not that they really look and go, you know what, I can just have a great time, but you know, I just choose to destroy. They, they won't, it, it's more like, I don't know how to get out. And I don't know, and they, they move in a direction because they're driven that way. But most people that you know, including yourself, you're doing the best you know how to do to do well with your life. But God says even when things don't go right, we're not talking about seeing just whatever you want to do and having a heart just to go against God. That's not what it says. It says when you fear Him, you're going after Him. In other words, you're doing what you know to do. You're, and somebody will say, oh, well, I, I just can do so much more. Everybody can do more. We're talking about you, where you're at, coming up and looking to Him with a heart after Him. Then He said He has His mercy toward you. It's His way. It's His custom. 
In other words, he doesn't deviate from that. If you look to him, then you qualify for mercy. And like it says in this, if we go back to Psalm uh, 103, let's look at 13 in the New King James Version and read 13 and 14. It says, as a father pities his children. Now, we read in the other translations, it's, that means compassion. It doesn't, pity means having compassion. It, it, it's like, um, you know, one of my instructors in, in Rhema gave this picture. That's like if you had a little a dog, like a lap dog or a big dog, but, you know, think of a lap dog sitting there and you're petting it or a cat or whatever. That, that's pitying him. That's showing compassion. It's not like what we think, like, oh, you're so poor. Although there's that. God, if you read the next part of it, God understands where we're at. It says, as a father pities his children or shows compassion on his children, so the Lord pities or shows compassion on those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. He he knows where we're at. Now, don't let this be... This doesn't contradict the fact that we know who we are in Christ. We know that we have strength in Him, that we can be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, that we have the greater one on the inside of us. That's all true, and we need, that's part of standing up and going, I'm going over because. But when you, when you don't do everything right, There is an avenue the enemy can come at you and go, well, see, yeah, you could qualify if you were putting all that stuff into practice perfectly, if you did it right, and when then you don't. He can make an end run around it and be like, yeah, that would be great for somebody else, but you just haven't done it, Jack. You knew better, but you didn't. Well, what does that do? That that will take your legs out from underneath you. You should have said the word. You should have done. Yeah, we know. But then what do you need then? You need mercy. And anybody says, oh, I don't need it. You're in pride. We're in pride if we think, well, no, I got it. I mean, you just you just you just work it. Yeah, there is a faith element. Of course, this is faith. We're we're talking about believing him in spite and overcoming in spite, and we're going to overcome in spite. And part of that is when we know that regardless of what happens, His mercy is toward me, that will actually help me to walk in faith after Him. Because we'll know that regardless. Okay, so didn't do that quite right. His mercy is after me. His strength is toward me. I can do all things through Christ even now. Even Because the devil kind of, well, yeah, you could have if you would have done this. And you see, that's where we have to be like, anyway, I still am going over because the God of all creation, His mercy is toward me and I fear Him. I reverence Him. I honor Him. So no matter what, so that wasn't perfect. Thank God I qualify for mercy and I'm going over. See, that will strengthen. Because if we get over to, well, well, I mean, like we said, just in the natural and in faith circles, we get some word in us and say, well, yeah, man, I'm just cranking out. You know you can get in pride with anything and you can get in pride with quoting the word. Start to say, it's just me. I'm, I mean, you wouldn't say that, but I, I'm saying it so well. I'm doing it so well. That's why. Well, that you just made it about you. And pride comes before destruction. 
before a fall. You, you start thinking like that, and then what do you do when something you didn't do something quite right? It sets you up to look away from God and toward you. But regardless of mistakes we've made, God's mercy is great. It's in the heavens. So we start seeing how high His mercy is, how great His mercy is. I don't know about you, but I want to be in the category of I honor Him, I respect Him, because what does that qualify me for? His mercy. Let's look at uh, Lamentations 3. It says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His compassions, His mercies are new every day, every morning. They're continual. That means regardless of what's in the past, regardless of what happened yesterday, His mercies are new. 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 So what does that mean? Then that gives us strength to go forward. To know that we have been created in the image of Almighty God, that we are overcomers, and that if we need mercy, good news, it's in abundance, we have it. That's why Jesus came. Psalm 107, 17 It says, fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. You ever been a fool? Don't raise your hand. <clears throat> this says, fools, because of their transgression, because of their iniquities, they were afflicted. What does that mean? You did something dumb, you know, and you shouldn't have done it. And now... There's something in front of you that you don't want. What do you do when you have a situation in front of you that you know you did the wrong thing? You know you should have said something else. You know you should have done something, did something else. What do we do? Because you already know, you know what you should have done, but you didn't. What do we do? Just stop, sit down, and be like, I messed up, just got to, you know, made my bed, got to lie in it. That, you know, that's not in the Bible. Thank God. You got to watch by making stuff that's not in the Bible now apply like it's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Because if that were true, we're all done. Because we all made our bed, we should be all going to hell. That's what we deserve. Like somebody said, we should be sick you know, have a short life, die young, and go to hell if we got what we actually deserve. 
Here it says, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food. They drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's good news. This is talking about the person, it was their own fault. They didn't do everything right. But anyway, cried out to the Lord. And he, it says, cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. This is the way God operates. You know, the world, we have to watch, you have to watch about getting hard. Well, you did that. You should just, you pay for it. You do not want that coming back on you. Do you? The Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. I don't have that. I didn't put that reference in my notes, but in the New Testament. But when we, we do something that isn't quite right or didn't do it right, see, the, the world will be like, well, that's the way it is. You've got to watch about being hard and be like, well, they should have just done this. This person should have done this. Oh, they're just, well, you know, dig out. That's what, you, that's what you made. That's what you created for yourself. Just get it done. Just figure out. Work. That's not the gospel. Did you hear me? There is a part about personal responsibility and accountability, but, but, but just, I mean, if it was just about that, there is something about grace and mercy in the Bible as well. That's why Jesus came. You know, some people get just wishy-washy over in one corner and be like, well, it just doesn't matter what we do. No, it matters what we do, obviously. You can create a problem, but on the other hand, just like, no, it's just what you do. You better do it right and toe the line. See, that's way over here. That creates it so that it's all you. That's no different than just the way the world operates. Over here is just, just sloppy whatever goes, and it doesn't matter. No, we know it matters. But, we're, but the Bible talks about somebody that looks toward God and makes Him first and puts Him uh, honors him as being on the throne. The word says there is mercy toward that person that will call out to him and that he can change a situation when you had nothing to stand on in yourself. You had nothing that could say you earned it, you should have it, that it should be this way, but the God of mercy can reach out and turn a situation around and give you what you shouldn't have and help you where you shouldn't be helped and put you in a place that you never earned, but you're walking in the grace of God anyway. That is what the gospel is. The fact that we can talk to the Lord God Almighty and that He hears us, there is in that we're, we're going to be in His family forever, is above and beyond anything that we can compare it to on this earth. 
The fact that we didn't deserve that, the fact that we should have just been left in our sins, but God sent Jesus is exactly the reality. It's the image and the reality of His grace and mercy toward mankind. To call out to Him. Look at Psalm 78, verse 34. If, if you've read... This is just a very, this, this part here is just really a, a, a sum up, a, a summary. But man, if you go through and just read the accounts of Israel, the kings, and what they did, oh, it's fatiguing when you look and go and see the way the, the kings just, they, they, they led the people not to serve God, and then the next one come up and it say, and he did exactly like his father did and led the people away from God and, you know, kept up all the high places and did all this stuff over and over again. God put up with them. He, he wasn't happy about it. But then when somebody would turn toward him, it was so quick to help him. Over and over. I mean, most of us would have been like, I'm done, man. Way early on. Look at Psalm 78, verse 34. When he slew them, that then they sought him. Now, you've you got to know this. I'm not going to go off on this. But you, when you read the Old Testament, you've got to understand, God set up statutes. And when the Bible uses language like he did something, he set up what's going to happen. And they crossed that line and they did stuff and his judgment came on him. It wasn't his will. It wasn't what he wanted. But they set themselves up for it. And then they turned. You see that over and over says, when he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and sought earnestly for God. Then they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High was their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth, they lied to him with their tongue, for their, their heart was not steadfast with him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy him. This did not happen just once. Over and over. When they would turn toward him, he was right there to show him mercy. And they went away, with, away from him. He's, they're tying his hands. But this happened over and over. And we're talking about the Old Covenant. In judgment. I mean, this is, this is under the law he kept doing that. But being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Just a picture of what Israel just kept doing. But notice what I want you to see is that heart, when one would rise up and be after him, his mercy and his compassion and his help was there every time. Notice they were going away, but if they would say, ah, oh, dummy, and they'd come back, God's there. We're talking about the Old Covenant. We've read, we're going to read some, some more scriptures in the New Testament, but... Just notice over and over, this is always, see, God doesn't change. This has always been His way. This has always been the way He operates, is that those who fear Him, He is merciful toward. 
You know, David had a heart after God. David messed up royally later, especially in his life. But God saw his heart and God passed over people to come to him and to do what, to, what he did for David. And David was like, what, who am I that you've done this and done this for my household? Who, how are you doing this? It's because David looked at his fear, his fear, his honor was toward God. And God saw that. Even when he'd mess up, he'd come back and come to God and go, God, I, I messed up. And his favor was toward him. That's what I want you to see is that's always been God's heart. And it is now. And it is toward us. And as we go forward, His mercy is toward us. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 1. It says, And you He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. See, that's where we were. That's an image of everyone. Talking about the church at Ephesus, but that, that refers to every one of us. This is the state. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Now, he's talking about what these people once did, but that, that's a picture of what any person can do. You miss it, you do the wrong thing, or you made a mistake, you did the wrong thing. It's saying, you were once this. Verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy. But God. He's saying this is what happened. But God, who is rich in mercy. You know, it really, like somebody said, it matters where you put your butt when you're talking about a sentence. <laughs> it matters where you plant. Because if you say, man, God's so good and he's so gracious, but I've messed this up, and i messed this up, and i messed this up. Where does that leave you? That leaves you just in a heap of, you didn't do it right. But if you say, man, this didn't do go, 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 go quite right. Now, we're not talking about bad confession, just wallowing. We're just, if you were to look in the natural. See, sometimes, okay, you speak faith, okay? But you don't ignore everything that is reality. That's not faith. Okay? Faith is not lying. Faith is not... Uh, faith is calling those things that be not as though they were, not calling those things as are that are as though they be not. And sometimes we get so much into faith mode because we've heard confession and we believe. Confession, you say what the Word says in spite of what you've done. That is true. But don't, you don't ignore everything like, well, it just didn't happen... Faith is, in spite of the circumstance, I'm going over anyway. God is good anyway. Amen. You don't say, well, I just, you, you don't ignore the, the problem in your physical body and just act like it's not there. You say, yeah, I see it. Yes, I acknowledge it. But God's word is true and it 
triumphs over it. So if you say, if you look at your situation, see, Satan will tell you, yeah, you did this and that. And if you go, God, I mean, I know God's good, but man, I did do this. See, you're putting in the wrong place. But if you say, if, if, if you have a thought, well, or you're looking at, you're thinking about stuff. Yeah, well, this didn't go quite right. This, go, 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 this didn't go right. I could have done this, should have done that. And you'll have help. If you go down that road, Satan will help you to just go in the wrong way. So what are you going to do about that? You look at it and say, yeah, this, 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 true, guilty as charged. But God, who is rich in mercy, is my God. And He's my God now. And He's always been rich in mercy. And He knows the way through and over. And if I look to Him... He'll help me. See, this is talking about salvation here, but this applies all across the board. Verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. See, He, he rose us up did this when we didn't deserve anything. So how much more you're in life, you didn't do something perfect, He's still there to raise you up and to bring you over. If He could do the thing that's going to make you eternally right with Him, which is so much bigger than the temporal things that change, didn't do this quite right, and then we look and go, there's no way this could be fixed. When He already fixed the hardest thing that could ever be fixed. So then this other thing, okay, so I didn't do this right. His mercy is great, and He'll help me over. And He'll show me how. And He'll help me fix it. And He'll make it right if if I'll look to Him. See, that's the thing. Those who fear Him, if people are like, yeah, whatever, that's not the person that gets the grace and the mercy. The same thing with salvation. Jesus has died for every person on the planet. And if they go, eh, Jesus, whatever, they don't get the grace and the mercy and the redemption of God because they did not esteem Him. So it's the same thing as we go into the Christian walk. Okay, so something didn't go right. Do you realize we can have the grace and the mercy toward us, but if we don't look to Him or if we say, ah, it's too hard or I just don't know how and don't receive it, then we can do without it even though it's there toward us. We disqualify ourselves. We say, no, my, my situation, too hard. See, that, that is saying, yes, I understand what you're saying, but my situation messed it up too bad. Just can't be fixed. That, if you, we say that, then we're, we're taking what God wants to do for us, and we're removing it from our, our, our life, even though His mercy's there. I'm not saying He'll do as much as He can do, but if we'll look to Him, if we'll honor Him, just respect Him, go, God, I know. I didn't do everything I knew I should have done. It wasn't perfect. But I just, I, I look to You, and I'm just looking to Your mercy and Your help. Show me and help me. You said that 
you favor those that look to you. You said your mercy is toward those that look to you. Lord, I know what I did, but I'm putting that behind me with your help. I'm putting it behind me and I'm looking to you. Now, Lord, help me and I thank you that your strength is sufficient. I thank you that I have the Holy Spirit to help me. I thank you that I have your wisdom to help me. Now, Lord, I'm going to go forward in your strength and with your help. And I'm going to believe that. See, then it doesn't matter. It's not like we're jumping up and down because you didn't do everything right. No, that's not the attitude we're talking about. We're saying, I can't do anything about that. I'm going forward and I'm trusting you and I'm just going to press into you and thank you that you're helping me to go over. Let's read the rest of this. It says, but God, verse 4, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That's why He raised us up, and right now His grace and His kindness is toward every person that looks to Him. It's toward every person, but those that are going to receive it are those that are going to look to Him and saying, I qualify. I believe you. I believe you. I trust you. Let's look at Titus 3, verse 4. It says, But when the kindness and the love of God... Notice there's a but at the beginning of that sentence too. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. Notice it's according to His mercy. We read in Psalms uh, in 103 where it said, or not 103, but it was uh, 107, where the person had done the wrong thing, but they called out to God and God saved them. This says it's not by the works of righteousness, talking about saving us, but this applies to our life, not... Uh, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. According to His way of operating. He is a merciful God. And if we come back and say, Lord, I know, but I look to You, then He can save us. It says, through the washing of the regeneration and renewing... regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Christ Jesus our Savior, that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Let's look at one more. 1 Peter 1 verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again. Notice, it's according to His abundant mercy. That's why He did it. That's why He's working in us. Because of His abundant mercy, it says He's begotten us to a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead to an inheritance 
incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. It says that the Lord Jesus, according to His abundant mercy, who's begotten us to a living hope, because of His mercy, He's prepared for us and helped us into this living hope and helped us and prepared a good, it says, to an inheritance incorruptible that we can walk in not just in the future, but now. But notice it's through His mercy and His help that He's done this, that He's helped us. And if we'll have that outlook as we're going forward, take the things, and this is daily and weekly, things that if, if there's something that didn't go perfect, go right back to Him and His mercy and His love toward us and say, anyway, His mercy is still toward me and I'm going to go forward and I'm going to do what God called me to do and I'm going to prosper and succeed, not because of my own works, although I'm going to do everything I know to do, but because of His mercy and His grace toward me, I'm going to walk in that. See, it takes a humility, it takes a trust, it takes a faith just to say, I'm going forward, I'm going to operate with Him. And the stuff that wasn't quite perfect in the past, I'm going to choose to put it at His feet and choose to believe He's a merciful God and choose to believe He has the power to help me and go forward and enjoy life. Amen. God's faithful and He is true and His way of operating his custom is to show mercy toward those who fear Him and toward those who love Him. It's the way He operates. Till we just come to Him and say, Lord, I trust You. Lord, I, I have faith in You. Lord, I respect and honor You, and I thank You. You'll do what You said to do. You never change. In other words, I'm not going to be the person that's going to break that law and that you're not going to show mercy to. It's your way that if I turn toward you and I keep my eyes on you, that you, your mercy is there. Your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Amen.